0: This
1: is NRL Boom Rookies.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I'm Matt Bungard, and alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. G'day, everybody. Uh, we don't normally start the show like this, but we've had two pieces of news break in the last sort of few minutes, just as we we're about to get recorded. And we know that listeners like when we react to stuff that's fresh. So we will start there. Uh, two fullback related transfer stories breaking tonight. One that Chance Dickel-Cluso to is looking to head to the Warriors. I think that one is kind of like the worst kept secret for quite a while. I think most of our Canberra brethren had resigned themselves to it. But Mitch, more importantly, Reese Walsh is reportedly coming home <laughs>
1: more importantly
0: <laughs> for you and for the podcast uh, yeah they're, they're both too poorly kept secrets
1: considering chans himself was posting on instagram weeks ago and you know we're, we're not people who are going to be in there you know some people look for like oh he said this on instagram or he followed that account or unfollowed that i, I don't care about that shit but he literally posted on instagram with his son who lives in new zealand that he's a, hopefully my last year away from you oh it's like you've You've broken the news already mate you know, hopefully you know live with you next year it's like unless you're I don't I don't think your kid's moving here because he wasn't here already so he's going there and the other worst kept secret is that Reese Walsh doesn't want to live in New Zealand <laughs> which, <laughs> which I mean this is this is the one of the funnier ones because like when he signed I supposed to be in New Zealand like a week or two after he signed. It was, he wasn't one of the ones that signed. and It was like, oh, we'll probably go to New Zealand next year. He signed and moved mid-season. It was supposed to be in New Zealand when, after he signed. Uh, he never wanted to leave Queensland was, you know, or Brisbane. short-sighted decision-making from him and his management. But, and I don't know if he's locked into Brisbane. The reports are just saying locked into Brisbane. But that would be well, the return home for Reese Walsh to take that Broncos one back. It's quite funny, uh, the rats who flee the ship who have immediately seen them win seven in a row and gone fuck that's not bad is it winning back winning at Brisbane maybe I should have stayed there because I know Fafita wants to come back too they kind of fought for Fafita but uh at Royal Shoes is great for the club and it's also great if they get if if it happens looks like they're if it happens is on the back of they've just penned Cobo. so they maybe mm. gaslit Cobo, whatever <laughs> and Rick Walsh comes in as in is the one so yeah it's great and uh, um, pro- hopefully yeah. at better value than. If we signed him six
0: months ago, he probably would be a million-dollar-a-year player.
1: Hmm. I don't think he'd be getting that back at Brisbane.
0: I mean, at, I never uh, expected yeah. him to go back to the Warriors when they were going home to New Zealand full-time. But I kind of just assumed he was going to go to the Dolphins. So, yeah, good for you. Is that how
1: poorly things have gone for the Dolphins? Like, Surely this news comes out now. And I know the, the it's Michael Kariannis and Brent Reid, so they generally kind of guys who report things when they're pretty close to sign still delivered. They're not the type of guys who report as much rumour as the other guys. But they've reported that he's getting his release on the same terms that, that Chan's got his and he's getting his compassionate release and signed with expect announcement to Brisbane. But surely the Dolphins see that and they go, shit, like, we have to do something here. Like, you don't want to end up with Tessie New, do you? No. that it, yeah. As you said, man, I think the the, the Dolphins' assumption would be easy, and it's hard to now look at Brisbane and and, and know how the hell they fit him in. You know, so, you know that, probably because they're getting money off the con- getting off all the bloody money they've been paying everyone else to play elsewhere by next year. But I think it's a cracking signing for them to bring him back. He, the hype has calmed down. He was ridiculously overhyped last year because with the six again rule, the hype has calmed down. Calmed down, and Tamari Martin has been really good for us, but. He hasn't extended. He might be back in New Zealand as well.
0: And if yeah. you can lock Reese Walsh up, you worry about tomorrow, well, later. I mean, if you're going into next year with Reese Walsh, Selwyn Coburn, Corio's on the wings, Finworth, Stags in the centres, Adam Reynolds halfback, uh, probably as Mame at six. That's a really good backline. And That's really, well, they've, really they've extended.
1: Good. They've got everyone. Oates hasn't been officially announced. Apparently, he's agreed two years. Potentially, <laughs> they've kept everyone. And they've done it smartly because about four of them want to play fullback, it feels like. Mm. And Herbie is a ticking time bomb. And, and essentially, he spoke about it once he resigned that, you know, I resigned and they said it's to prove I'll get a chance at fullback after next year. Well, if they sign Reese Walsh, <laughs> he's not.
0: Brisbane did a remarkable job of getting Stags to just shut the fuck up about playing positions he wasn't suited to as well.
1: Yeah. Well, Ben Eiken's done a really good job since yeah. he's been there. It just shows you how easy it is to manage a football club with some common sense. Uh, and, yeah, he's penned, he said, Cobo, Herbie, all the forwards are re-signed. Haas is an issue, obviously, and there's that's sort of to be debated in the off-season. But they'll head into next season now thinking, if they have Walsh there, a year mm. on Ezra, that whole backline you just mentioned there... Not losing anybody, they'll they honestly think that they can have a run at the competition next year. And there's no reason why they, I they wouldn't think that
0: nine is still a bit of a question mark, but it is. I, I mean, Corey Pakes it, really. is, has been he's great, but, He's has but yeah, I want to see a bit more like, from him, but yeah, he's just been
1: great because we have nothing. He's not like yeah. he's, a, I mean, and Blake Moser will probably get dribbled in by next year, but you're not expecting a 19 year old to come in and play giant minutes. But we'll see. Yeah. And, I, and I don't even know, like, what's Walsh has got potential playing six long term. So I don't even know mm. if that's something they'll look at with Reynolds, you know, training up Walsh and Ezra. Maybe one of them ends up being a seven or whatever. Maybe Ezra ends up being seven. I don't know. Yeah. But good problems to have for Brisbane after having so many bad ones for a short time. And we yeah. spoke about this plenty over the last year's Bungard that it's, it's really easy for Brisbane to get out of these messes. Correct. But they kept putting themselves in them. Like they kept just filling the cap up with garbage and then uh, going. So well, we didn't what? go
0: to Battery World, by the way, I didn't have time.
1: I think I could hear that. But you know, yeah. they were going, Oh, well, I don't know what to do about this halfback position. We spent all our money. It's
0: like it's Well, yeah. Maybe you stop like spending on shitloads of forwards. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. And I'm look going to it's yeah, it's shaping up to be a very impressive roster. Um Yeah, not a not a lot of weak spots. So exciting times ahead. Um, yeah, and the Canberras, that's tough news for them. He's yeah, I mean, I had he a bad year, but. I mean, this is a guy who, I mean, came into the hearts and minds of Canberrans in 2019, quickly became a fan favorite through his attitude and his work rate and his and his ability on the field. And yeah, you're right. He didn't play very well this year, but he's been a top, top player for them from 20, 2019 to 2021. A big part of why they nearly won the competition in 2019. And while they, and you know, Yeah, it sucks for them. I think their their fans are pretty sad, but at the same time, I think most of them kind of saw this coming and have expected this for quite a while now. Yeah, I mean
1: that as you said, the Canberra fans have a and it's an endearing attachment to lots of their players. If a guy goes down there and really seems to fit in and you know does Canberra proud, they get quite attached to them and Rightly or wrongly, they'll they'll put up with poor performance because of it very often. there'll be guys who won't play very well for a year or two and they won't give a shit because they love those fellas. and Charns really felt like one of theirs because when he went down there, they ha- they had a huge hole to fill with him. He took a little bit a little bit less money to stay around, really fit into the culture, into the community, tried his goddamn ass out. And just felt just fit in for what they want down there and Xavier savage has obviously got some potential maybe we see why now he's getting that extra run over chance at the moment and he probably will for the rest of the year that he that's his jersey next season obviously they're working towards but it's it still hurts them because even if savage is a long-term wife they could have done something else with chance they probably could have put him in, in the centers and figured it out then you know they've they've definitely got a gaping hole where Seb Chris slash Croker play on the left hand side of the field, so that's a tough one. But it's it's not the worst consolation prize for the Warriors. But I think if you're a Warriors fan, you probably thought Reece Walsh wasn't staying since like last year when already he was talking about not leaving Queensland. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And when we spoke about mate, he's a nineteen year. He was nineteen. He had a kid already. And like a 19 year old kid isn't exactly equipped to look after a baby. Let's be honest. And he probably has family support. And that's one of those genuine ones. Like, yeah, he probably does need to stay around the family because like what 19, 20 year old is looking after a baby on their own.
0: Yep. Good point. Um, (laughs) I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yet. But uh shout out to Ben Eichel before we move on though. That is good, just good trickery getting Herbie and Cobo to resign beforehand. They are probably both calling their fucking agents now if this happened. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs>
0: but I'm happy with it. Anyway, let's move on to uh, all right. all things rugby league. Rugby league, eh? Um, all right. We got a long way back. Um this is like a it feels so long ago. Uh the, the Seagulls nearly did it again. Um and why did Daily Cherry Evans kick that ball?
1: I have no idea. And somehow you haven't seen the last play of this game, people. Like the last, the, the storm is chasing a bazillion points in f- five or 10 minutes. But in the last play of the game, with time on the clock, they're end up with the ball. DC makes a little bit of a break and he kicks it away. He grubbers it in the end goal to try and score a try.
0: What? And if Pappenhausen gets that corner a little bit, Tighter, he might score. He there's no one in front of him, and he probably just goes 103 meters or something and scores, which would have been the funniest thing that's ever happened in a rugby league game. I mean, this scorecard's hilarious. Like, if you look, Melbourne scored four tries in the last six minutes of the game, like, it's absolutely ridiculous.
1: Yeah, they've conceded, I think, 14 tries now, man, in the last 10 minutes, which is only second in the comp. But, like, as we know, they're like seven of them in the last two weeks. Uh, I don't know. It it was a bizarre game. They were really
0: good for like the first hour. And then, yeah.
1: And also the storm were like, I know it's easy. Like when the game was kind of over teams who turned off, the storm were really poor. And I don't know why he, he being Craig Belly went to Jaden Rima, but he got an opportunity and he spent years out of first grade. And he's one of those guys. who's definitely too good for reserve grade. He absolutely brains reserve grade. Hmm. Uh, he looks like a reserve grade footballer. He's one of those dudes. He's going to sit in that gap that he'll never be good enough for NRL and never be, you know, he'll be too good for reserve
0: grade. You, he was garbage. You know, you know who's vindicated by this decision, Mitchell? Who? Uh, Jason Dimitriou. Because the Storm took off their half that wasn't doing anything when they were getting blown out and they mm-hmm. very nearly came back and won the game. And if they'd done it 20 minutes earlier, they probably would have won the game. So, yeah. I, I mean, I... You can say he's vindicated for that. But yes,
1: they probably should have. And it was what the last one when Ola Kawatu just walked past Nickarim. Nickarim didn't even try to touch him. That was when he finally did it. But said, the hook probably should have come a bit earlier because it wasn't like... What happened to Ilias? It was just trying to change things up. It wasn't like he was having the biggest Barney. He wasn't having his best game. But Nickarim was having a Barney. Yeah, I'm, I was just being a bit of a shit. I know but, you were. I know you were. But um, this one, it's... Pe- people were saying that take on the day, though. That this one, he was having an actual Barney. And they did have other options, you know. They, they, then they figured out putting Nick Maney there, and they have shuffled around. He is much better now. He's starting there this week. But mainly, um, they did something that it's been weird the last few weeks. The Storm have been nearly be beaten for by a number of teams for the last few weeks. Like I mean, Broncos, we should have them. we we fucked yeah, that up. But that was round that was round two. That's a long time ago. But the sorry, last I started weeks, talking
0: we, before you said in the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah. So like they've had the you know Brisbane probably should have beaten them. The Roosters should have beaten them most likely. And then the Cowboys and Panthers did pound them. Manly did lose them, of it, but this week, true shock. Manly just did what other teams should have done the last two three weeks is, oh, they ran at the shit players. It was real, it was real brain surge and stuff, but they ran at Marion Seve and uh, uh, Grant Anderson. And then also at Nick Reimer a couple of times and they scored a shitload of points. And that was there for everyone else. And it amazes me all the time, rugby league, when you see that stuff and teams don't take advantage of it. Mm. Like, and there we go. And the Storm, like, now they've lost Remus for the season. They're in real trouble. Like, they haven't got another center.
0: So, it's probably Chevy the rest of the year. And Yeah. Um, I think, and it is, a lot of it is injury-related, but I think for the first time in a very long time, the Storm are actually quite vulnerable. And yeah, I'm not prepared to sit here and say that they're a genuine challenger to Penrith mm-hmm. right now. I really don't think that they are. Um, I know they've won a bunch of games. They're probably still the second or third best team in the competition, but I mean, Penrith blew them off the park like five weeks ago and Penrith just look amazing every single week while the storm are losing troops and, you know, surviving these games more than they are winning them. And in this case losing because I, like, and um yeah, their, their backline is just so depleted at this point that uh, I, I, i I don't know i, I yeah, we've been wrong about the storm before, but yeah i i just it's obviously not the end I think they'll be good again next year, but i I just can't see them contending for a title this year I really can't
1: yeah uh it's one of those things that you know fully fit we've seen them what they can be, but they just yeah oh yeah like absolutely they're not be their but... best all year and I'm with you, I think at the moment now we used to, there was a we used to put like a, a two tier team the top system. And then this year, for a while there, it was those two at the top, and the next best team was the Cowboys. I think Penrith is think... so much
0: better than everybody else at the moment. Yeah,
1: Penrith are a mob, and everyone else. Penrith is starting to feel like the 2017 Storm season, yeah. where it's like it, whoever plays him in the grand final is getting fucked up. That's what it's starting to feel like. It's like, no, good we're luck we're to gonna, whoever. We're going to get our
0: revenge. It's fine.
1: Yeah, but it's, it's just one of those ones, like, you know, it looks like that. It, Whoever gets there is going to get fucked up. It doesn't really matter. And the Storm, obviously, running off the Storm is stupid. We're not running them off and they can bounce back. But the the defense being paper thin for them is not a great sign for what their ethos has been for a long time. And that's, it. you know, talk about paper thin, they conceded 30, so 36 this week, 20 to Brisbane, and Brisbane left points on the board, 18 to the Roosters, and the Roosters dropped the ball literally in the end goal twice. And And they got... 36 to the Cowboys, 32 to the Panthers. Pounded
0: by the Cowboys, pounded by the Panthers, like... Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, I, I'm not. Sh- we'll wait and see what happens, but yeah, I, obviously, they could I saw that. Like if they made the grand final, it wouldn't surprise me. But that's how good Penrith are that I'm saying they're not contenders, mm-hmm. which is fucking stupid. But oh, well. agreed.
1: And the Cowboys would feel like a couple of teams feel they can beat them right now. I mean, I, I we, we back, could, we could have beaten with our shit team we had. We rolled out. You know, you guys got them in a couple of weeks, and that might I be mean, a good test for South.
0: With with Trell, but like I mean, assuming Souths a... I mean, they'll get Trell, Trell's Trolls back, and they'll get Campbell Graham back. And I'd probably back Souths, Parramatta, or the Cowboys against the Storm in a, in, in Sydney for sure. Um, yeah. in Melbourne, yeah. definitely not. But
1: yeah.
0: And feeling for Felice Cafusi, he's we don't know, and
1: he'll be back with the, his issues with the, with his father in, in America. But that's exactly, that's yeah. where they haven't had haven't got the depth right now. And once you take out uh, Coates, Remus, Welch who's still out, and Felice. And even guys, I think, what's your name? Laurie Aero is also out. Uh, George Jennings was a backup wing is out. Like that's an, enough players that'll be playing every week or Jennings will be first drop that, that are out that the Storm haven't got the depth that they can hide it. They're still pretty good, but well, they're, they're there to be beaten, which in the past who, they, they've usually recovered quite well.
0: Who have they got in origin this week? Is it just Harry Grant? No, Cam Munster. And Munster, of course. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I was just looking through their team. And yeah, I guess, I suppose Meany can, can Meany play center or wing? I guess he, I mean, well, he, can, well, he was, he'd yeah. be on the wing again. He'd be no, on the wing. But, right. So, but like who goes into the center? Like, I mean, o- Olam and Seve for the rest of the year with no, I, I reckon
1: offers, right? you you actually, you've raised an interesting point. I reckon that might be a thing. They try that once coach is back, mm. there might be a, a world there where they try and at center. Maybe yeah. they do, but other, like Irene is not very good either. Uh, and there was Will yeah. Warwick who was going to get a shot, and he's like an X-7s player, but he got hurt. I also don't know why Jack Howarth honestly hasn't been given a crack. And Even this week, he's so.
0: in jersey number 20. I don't understand it. But.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. I thought he might get a crack in this sentence too. It just doesn't feel like that Sevy is a guy that you can go into the finals confident with. You know, he's, No. He's 27 years old and he still can't defend. It's not, he's not going to learn any time soon do you know and, uh, what manly Nash- are weirdly good though by the way
0: do you know before we go move on do you know what national team jordan grant has played for no i don't serbia <laughs> well there you go <laughs> i um, don't know how jordan grant very serbian name weird. uh yeah manly um, played great for the first 75 minutes well manly
1: you've been like now we kind of all wrote them off when tommy got injured but they've found a way again like garrick's been good at fullback cola's been good goodness and his harper has been good since she came back but i think uh they're getting a lot more out of their forward pack in the last couple of weeks than they were earlier in the season. They're getting more out of To power off the bench. Uh, Sean Kepi and Sipley are doing okay-ish, but Olakwadu is in good form, and Andrew Davy is um, slotting quite well on that left-hand side. And he was involved in some of the tries on the weekend, so they're looking okay. And they're not like you know they they're not that long ago that Brisbane put like forty on them, and they're a much better team than they were at that point.
0: Yeah, um, I think they'll be firmly. I mean, there's Souths a, are, a genuine so, top eight chase right well, now. Well, no, here's the thing, right? Souths, I think, are a bit of a worry this week because of the origin guys being out in addition to losing a couple of guys in that win last week. But hmm. I think they'll probably be fine. I think they'll pull away a bit. Um, and I think Brisbane and Parramatta will probably hang on too. So I think it's kind of one of well, three from Dragons Manly Roosters for that last spot. But we'll see Well, what the
1: happens. thing is, that, you know, this week, like Brisbane are playing the Dragons now, right? That's essentially your classic four-point It's a massive game, game yeah. And a week ago, even with the Origin guys out, I would have gone, we're going to beat them. Because a week ago, I would have thought we had uh, Tom Flegler still, uh, Brendan Piakura, T.C. Rabadi, Corey Jensen. You know, I would have thought those guys have still been there. But they've had, on the weekend, they had T.C. Rabadi break his arm in the 68th minute of a Queensland Cup game. Firstly, I'm pretty fucking mad he was still on the field, by the way. That was really stupid. Like they, they took, So Tessie New came back. And because T- uh, Tamare got injured, Tessie came off the field at halftime, you know, this weekend. Uh, Brendan Piakura got concussed after 17 minutes. Okay, it's early. But firstly, I question why those guys we knew we needed were playing. But secondly, why TC was playing with 10 minutes to go, I don't know. He broke his arm on it. I don't even know how he did it. But Piakura had one of those soft head knocks but stayed down because he's um he's in a bit of a period of – he's copped a few. So concussions, he's out. So Brisbane are going to this game now this week, giving a, a debut a debut to Zach Hosking, who's – um a New South Wales Cup stalwart who's been up in Queensland this year. He's getting a debut, which you wouldn't have thought Love he was a getting. Stalwart. And now they're starting Keenan Paliasia and Ryan James at prop. And Reese Kennedy's on the bench. And the, thank God Corey Pakes is back, but it's not exactly the team they've had the last couple of weeks. So there's a genuine chance that the Dragons steal that game. All of a sudden, the Broncos are um yeah,
0: a little bit uh, on the same, con- same yeah. amount of
1: wins as, as the Dragons and uh, potentially South if they when they beat the Knights. And then, yeah, who knows? There's a genuine battle there from... I'm probably going to rule the Raiders out of it, from the Roosters up to the Broncos of of making the finals. We haven't had that in a few years, so that's that's no, nice to true. see. As a new team. I,
0: I, I think South will be fine. I, I really do think they'll pull yeah. away. I think they were just a different team with the he didn't even play that well, but they're just a different team with the Mitchell. So I think they'll be okay oh. if everyone that's still there stays fit. Well, but I think yeah. the
1: Broncos will be fine as well because um, yeah, yeah.
0: But the thing is, they've got a couple of games here that
1: the, the injuries they have. Herbie's an injury that's been a big issue for them, but. Well, most of the injuries I have, the guys will be back in three to four weeks. Yeah. It's just more, you know, Brisbane obviously want to lock up for fifth or sixth, not seventh or eighth. I, I think and I'm... Dropping Dragons and Titans potentially in the next
0: two weeks can really change that,
1: that that outlook.
0: I think I'm pulling for Manly because I have a beer bet on the Dragons missing the eight, and obviously the Roosters missing the eight would be funny. So I think I'm pulling for Manly to finish eight yeah. at the moment. Good on I've him. had enough I right. already seen Dragons fans bitching up missing Ben
1: fucking Hunt. I love Ben Hunt. You're missing one player. Shut up. Yeah, we're missing a lot of players. Um, yeah, so, so we, uh, anyway. Yeah, footy, we're only the fucking game one, aren't we? Geez, we got a long podcast off. coming
0: here. And the next game was great, so uh, I don't know how much time we're going to spend on it, but we'll yeah, after uh, the Knights game, right? <laughs> Penrith, yeah, uh, Penrith Roosters. Uh, Penrith went again. Um, we didn't talk Knights. We're the...
1: just moving past it.
0: Did I just skip a game? I did. Yeah. yeah. Did. I mean, can we? Uh, well, uh, credit to the Eddie, Eddie Lee five Lee. tries. Was, yeah. yeah, Eddie five, five tries. tries. Yep. I'm
1: very upset that Dom didn't score five as well. That would have been very pleasing, or at least four, because <laughs> it was cool seeing five and three. But I would have loved to have seen like
0: four and four, actually, we should five mention Jared Wallace getting sent off.
1: Yeah, that was did he just ha- had enough of playing footy to, that night? I guess he
0: just wanted to go. He wanted to go. Shout out Clemmer running in first, of course, to stick up for his teammate. I like that. Always, always. But it's nice to see Eddie play all right and.
1: I don't know, the nights, if we've been there with them, they, we expected them to be better at home. We did all year, and I don't know if you can count them being better because it was the fucking Titans. But yeah, this should have been the comfortable double the when they're supposed to have, because their team, you know, it's pretty much full strength now, bar, uh, uh, bar uh, Callum Pong, because Daniel is back. Who also, like we talk about all the props that we said the Origin for Jordan McLean, we've forgotten Saifedi exists as well. I mean, <laughs> but-
0: yeah. Is it possible Freddie got their names mixed up? Because Jacob's in the extended squad.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, uh, the Titans... It still feels like Holbrook's getting punted in the next few weeks, and he has no one to blame. Even though, if you listen to any press conference, it is everyone else's fault, he has no one to blame but himself. Like, I know people are now trying to say he's been left a garbage roster, and I know it's not just his job to manage that roster, but garbage roster or not, he's still the guy... Who has moved Dave Fafita every when he's fit every three weeks when in position, he was the guy playing Kevin Proctor over Sam McIntyre and Bo Firmware at one point. He's the guy who has been moving his back line every week. That's him. You know, he's the guy who moved Brimson and Jaden and Campbell, then moved him again. And then out of all the guys he's dropped and brought out in the, in the background, Greg Mars, you have no idea why he kept dropping him, but for some reason, Jermaine Asako is the mainstay, despite him the one not having the long term future and also the one playing the worst out of them. Like, mm. yeah, why is he Your himself. season's over, and he was not going to be there next year. And one thing that can miss me, and I know you don't have to comment on this, but I'll come on it. Sometimes people aren't good blokes. Okay, they just they just people. You know, just because Justin Holbrook isn't outwardly mean to people doesn't make him a good bloke. You know, people say, oh, "I feel sorry for a good bloke, great coach." What are you basing that on? You're basing the great coach on what? Because you haven't seen it on the field. And the good bloke theme is that on your interactions a, to him.
0: It's because... a very common preamble that I see. Is oh, he's a good coach, but and then they make a bunch of excuses. And I don't know where this goodwill's come from. Even Nathan Brown did well with St Helens, so it's not like it's yeah. hard. But the good the good bloke theme, mate. What I'm getting to is that again,
1: listen to his press conferences. The media take him yeah. to the bloke. I don't see a good person. I'm I see sorry, a guy and, and,
0: and who is, like, willing to take all the credit when things are going well and none of the blame when they're going poorly.
1: Correct. And blame the players. And he's been there. Like, the, the Broncos press conference is the one I keep going back to because they're up It's so funny. Mil. It's so funny. He kept funny. claiming yeah. it. And Tino <laughs> Fasulmalu Ali, he's almost in tears He's like crying, next yeah. And he's going, yeah, it's their fault. I don't know what they did wrong out there. You know, I set him up to win and they went down and they fucked it, essentially. He says that stuff. And you go watch the press conference, he says that every week. And I'm sorry, that's not me thinking he's a good bloke. Uh, i would tend to agree. he's just a person he's just a person okay they're not there's a lot of people like we all talk about everyone's a good bloke some people aren't good blokes okay they're just people
0: he's a good football man (laughs) yeah
1: there you go and whatever it's just like we always hear that term good bloke thrown around let's uh, only people who are like outwardly aggressive are called bad blokes it's like no he's he's not a good bloke not from my experience anyway your experience
0: is he talks to you as a journalist
1: that's it. Those other people. I'm not saying you. Yeah. People I mean, saying it's a good. No, no,
0: no. We're well. We're seeing that with um, uh, <laughs> one of our national teams in their coach right now. He should have been fired a long time ago, but yeah, it's, it's nice bloke. to see some journalists. So they don't, just good bloke. Anyway, yeah. um, Penrith won. Good game. Roosters played really well. Um, Penrith finally tested, which was nice to see.
1: Uh, yeah, that was um, that was great to see from from the the Roosters. It's weird that we've seen how poorly they've played for a number of weeks. And then they bring this out in like Robbo desperation week. It could, this is the like Robbo's preach patience all year. He hit like seven alarms during the week this season. And he's put Joey Mano at six, but also the, the panic signing of, of Matthew Lodge. But the, the boys on the day turned up and genuinely there's, we've been saying it a lot these last two the last year, but genuinely a team that can feel a bit aggrieved by how the game was officiated. And it does help that I think... I've always thought Jerry Sutton's the worst NRL referee. I know there's, pe- there's people who make more mistakes than him. There is. And there's guys who are generally probably worse than him, but it's just the way he referees. that He could be the best referee in the game, right? But he looks for garbage, like that penalty he gave on Sam Verrill's. Absolute fucking garbage. And yeah. then he's sin bin Angus Crichton for a offense in the previous set. And I know it's a dumb thing with the six again rule, but you can't go back to the previous set and sin bin someone for, for an offense. So that was a new set. You can't do that. Did it, but that's just a Jerry Sutton thing. And Penrith (laughs) outside of that, obviously played, did their job and won the football game. And I'm not saying the referees cost them the game here, but they certainly didn't help with the fact that the the Bill out try came right on the back of that Sam Beryl's penalty on 30, the 39th minute of the game. And then the, the bin was obviously before that as well. They didn't concede in that period either, but didn't essentially help them in that first half. They didn't deserve to go in down eight points.
0: Second half, Penrith just went away with, ran away with the game. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the Roosters did pretty well through the middle, which was interesting to see like we don't you just see any forward pack sort of hang with penrith i'm not saying they dominated or anything i don't think they dominated yeah. but they they did all right they hung in there and uh, i don't know i think it's just at this point they're so good that like people look for sort of anything they can cling to to be like oh i this is how you beat them uh but like they still won <laughs> like yeah they did yeah they still won they did and uh
1: yeah, I thought the the Roosters back line also did really well in the yardage work as well. I thought they all kind of lifted and Billy Smith did all right as well. Um but yeah the the Panthers weren't they weren't at the, the top of their game, but they just take their opportunities, don't they? Like mm-hmm. they cross halfway, they score pretty much. Yep, pretty <laughs> much <laughs> they take the opportunities and they did in, in this fixture. Um but with that Verrall's one, like people have argued for it. And Gus Gould went on a rant last night, one hundred percent. I haven't seen the rant, but I saw a quote and it's you know, I definitely agree with him fully on what he said, which is unfortunate for me, but I couldn't find, and I thought this was true, but the rule book, you know, the past the horizontal, we use that colloquialism when we I talk fucking, about tackles. Yeah. It's not in the rule book, you know? So people were saying he's past the horizontal, which he was, but we use that to talk about like picking people up and driving them, right? Players end up in the way that uh, Scott Anderson ended up past the horizontal. It happens all the time. Because you see the thing we say, we, we say, past the horizontal, you know, you put someone past the horizontal. He just went horizontal, you know? (laughs) He was
0: so close to the ground.
1: Yeah. And it was a terrible tackle attempt. It was. But Sorensen won contact and was getting up to try and play the ball quickly. And then he got penalized for it. And yeah, I don't think anyone, you can argue that horizontal thing, but it didn't put him in a dangerous position. If you're arguing when a guy's like down that low to the ground and they tip a little past the horizontal is a penalty, that's going to happen more. But I don't think anyone's actually arguing that's really a penalty.
0: I didn't think it was a penalty, but what do we know? No.
1: What do we know? Nothing, mate. We should well, write we are, a letter. We are
0: stupid. We should write a letter.
1: But uh, yeah, Penrith roll on, and the Roosters now sit what seven wins? Like they're actually up against it because of their their, their run home as well. Aren't? They've got a bit of a tough run from memory. For, let's have a look here. Yeah, they do. Right. They yeah, they do. They they have yeah they have uh, Manly again. Uh, they have the Broncos, Cowboys, again, uh, Storm and Rabbitohs. So only really games of teams are not in the top eight contention, are the Knights and the Tigers. So they're good and bad. Good thing is you can take points if you main rivals. Bad thing is that that's
0: every week. You pretty much got to do that. Yeah, um, it will be funny if they don't make the finals. That's my take. It will be. I think it's pretty brave of me to say. Um, <laughs> all right. All uh, right. Sharks, Bulldogs, uh, poor old Declan Casey had one of the uh, worst debuts of all time, dropping the ball like 15 times and then um, for some reason, shooting in off a kickoff and trying to put a hit on Andrew Vifida and getting himself knocked out. Yeah. Um, the
1: the <laughs> oh, concussion did, he, did him a bit of a favour, didn't it? I <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> maybe. Poor guy, I felt like, bad for him. So did I. Like, obviously, the debut is always a special occasion, but He's had, had one of the worst debuts you'll ever see. Uh, only down for three official errors, but it felt like about eight. Yep. <laughs> and then the biggest error he made was thinking to make up for his prior error, he was going to put a hit on Andrew Feeder, who has not run that hard and straight since maybe just, the twenty sixteen. He grand just final. saw an outside back that he could trample and was like, "Yes, yeah. <laughs> get back to your wing, you fucking cunt." He should have said him after he hit him. That's he probably did. Those there's no way did. that there's no way of knowing that he didn't. <laughs> yeah, he definitely surely did. But that was a. Uh, not the
0: most smart move from from young Declan Casey and feel bad. Uh, yeah, trying to make a play, like, trying to sort of do yeah, something no. on debut, and it didn't just work didn't work for him. For him. Um, yeah, the Sharks have won ten games, but they haven't really impressed me in their last couple of wins, and obviously the couple of losses before that. Um, yeah, you were on the like wagon right, early, obviously. But they I haven't looked good I, yeah, for a I number still of weeks, so. I still quite like a lot of their players, but they're not playing all that well. I don't. I don't really know what exactly has changed, but um, they're going to finish yeah. fourth. Look at their they, draw. They're mm, gonna finish I, fourth. Mm, I think there's a certain team in red and green that might have something to say about that. Yeah, but, look, so look, stop getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> no, you, you're so far behind. You have
1: to catch them. We're two but wins they, they, behind them, and we play them. Aren't you three wins behind them? No, no, you're only
0: two up. Sometimes I thought they had an extra. I thought they had another. No, and, win and we on play us. them in like two weeks' time.
1: Yes, but you see, they get to play the storm this yeah, week. Yeah, they have know? a very, very soft draw for like the rest and of the And they get year. to we're play I they're not gonna, know they, so we're they not gonna play the catch them. three. It's fine. No, they do have to play the top three the next three weeks. They do, but they play the storm now. They do play, and they play the cowboys after origin. The cowboys have mm-hmm. like a fifteen origin players now. You couldn't ask a better time to play either of them. And then they play Panthers, But everyone loses the Panthers. As you said, there's you guys, but after that, they play Tigers, Manly, Bulldogs, Knights. Like tigers, bulldogs, night wrap season—it's pretty good. Like, you can pretty much lock them in for like fourteen wins. You know, you think fifteen wins even, and that's close enough to good enough to to, to finish there. But they do, and I know sharks fans love the shit for me saying it, but I do feel like they look like the team that are
0: could be a, a two, a, could be like Paramount a couple of years ago that go out into straight sets. I mean, they could easily also just turn it around and go back to what they were doing at the start of the year. I don't exactly know why they've stopped scoring lots of points and being fun to watch but yeah it's, it's difficult <laughs> to put my finger on it uh, have you got an answer not really but I do
1: think teams are adapted a bit better I do think mm. the way Graham thing it has an that's impact but they're not going to change that they're not changing it you know I think that's and I think not teams changing. are managing Talakai a bit better now
0: but yeah, yeah also Which he wasn't going to maintain that level oh, of course week. To week no. you know, he's still playing it, fine so. by the way I don't think he's playing badly he at all
1: no he's playing well and that, that left hand side has still got points in him all day mm. but teams that adapt and they they, they learn they learn these things, you know. So I Matt Moylan played done. really well in this game. Actually, he did. He mm. did. The, the dogs were all right as well. They just um they this they've been doing okay the last few weeks, and they could blow teams away a bit when they're on top. They still haven't figured out how they win these type of games. You know, they've only just started winning yeah. recently. And they've got to start winning close games or something. Well, I mean, if
0: if Framin for Talamara doesn't drop that ball, they win this game. Probably that's a sliding doors moment. It was so bad. It was. Yeah. All right. Uh, should we move on? We should. All right, you've got one more week of your team being above mine on the ladder, so make the most of it. Cowboys forty, Brisbane twenty-six. You you, uh, can't um, wait to the Knights beat South this week. I, yeah. We are probably going to lose our team. Our team, this is very bad. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, pretty ordinary from your boys here, who were uh, like mate. somehow ahead and somehow only down by what was it? Two points at half time.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's like,
0: yeah, it was like you guys should be down by twenty and. I mean, it evened itself out after the interval, but yeah, t- tough one, tough one for your boys. It's just, it's the same thing as that storm game, mate, when they just
1: couldn't stop shooting themselves in the foot. You know, they had so much less possession than than the cowboys, and it evened up towards the end of that game when the game was over. But at one point, you, you know, I checked it we're at the pub with Broncos had like 35% possession. That felt high as well. Yeah, no, and like we saw this is right that. But- you know, we got that gift try for that terrible Peter Hickey offload and then gave one straight back. And Pete, uh, Adam Reynolds had a Barney for the first, like, 25-odd minutes, minute didn't he? He had a real poor start. And then uh, we they held on pretty well. Like they defended pretty well. And then Tamari went off, and uh, that's when the defensive wheels fell off again. They weren't looking like they were defending, as they did earlier in the season. Falling off tackles at the middle, and then things like, you know, Selwyn might be a long-term fullback, maybe not right now anyway. But he went back to the back and, you know, there's a terrible defensive of came and see to get beaten. And then Selwyn Cobo, instead of just making the tackle, goes for the strip, you know, trying to make something happen when really just hold the fella up and the game's still going, you know. And then later on, kicking to himself as well. But there's a lot of rookie mistakes from Brisbane again in this, mista- in this game. And that comes with the fact they were under possession, possession pressure. And then going at halftime down two was a miracle. Yeah, but for them to win the game, they needed to have like the ball for that hot, for the first 10 of the second half. But they touched it twice in that period. Um, you know, that's it. And the, and the Cowboys scored and ran away with it and the th- weird thing with this Brisbane team was the scene now, like when they hold the ball they score points. They scored points in this the, the back end of this game and at one point as you said it was down to like an eight-point game and they fucked up again. But yeah, just unfortunate that uh, how poorly they they played and the, and the Cowboys are, are too solid and they're not going to give you that many. They don't give that many opportunities. You know, they don't drop a lot of ball themselves. They don't make a lot of mistakes. So we got the Kiku one for free, but they weren't going to give us much more after that. And they didn't when we gave them plenty.
0: Yeah, it was a, yeah frustrating for Matt Reynolds in particular, but yeah, um, are you just at all worried about I, I guess your ability to score points when you don't have like a glut of possession when your forwards aren't just rolling like is it a concern at all for the rest of the year? Not really because they do score almost every time they have possession, you know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so they're not, that's in a, a decent little string of possession. They've got pretty good at like you know they they scored twenty six points in this game when they had no fucking ball. You know. I mean, and yeah, I mean, the Billy try was a bit of a price. gift. And
0: the, the last two was Cowboys had kind of switched off, yeah. but yeah, fair enough. Yeah. No. I
1: know, like, their they're points scored, you know, they've scored 338 this year, which is, you know, they're not up there with the guys at the top, but they've scored more than the Sharks. Mm. They've scored about the same as the
0: Eels, Rabidos, you know. like Ooh, about, they're, about they're the sc- same? The yeah, know? it's like
1: 14 points left. Oh. Less, so Lachlan Elias-led
0: offences have scored more points than Adam yeah, Reynolds-led. And
1: conceded less points in South, so there you go. Mm. Pure. But... uh but, you know, like they I don't worry about their, their points. It's just mate, like in these close games again. And, you know, I was really worried about Corey Pakes and they got his back this week, but it's the same shit, mate, in these close games. You get Billy Walters, like, well, he can play really well for about 20 minutes. He has that in him at the start of a game sometimes. But fuck me, like, you got to understand who you are sometimes, Billy. In this game, you got like, the Cowboys forwards bail him and he gave some dumb penalties away for no reason. They led to the points. Mm. That happens. Jordan Ricky, you know, when we find out the ball back at one point, game close, throws an offload on, like, first tackle, like, 10 metres out from our line to no one. You know, fantastic. And those are the <laughs> things that, like, the same guys keep making those mistakes in these these big games, and those are the things that concern me a lot more than the points bungers. It's that if you keep winning, they're not – like, Jordan Ricky's not going anywhere, you know? Yeah, 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 And then this week, I was looking forward to opportunity for TC and Pia Kura to show what they had. I think Jordan Rickey has dolls, mate, because anytime there's opportunity for those guys, they're hurt. So mm. they don't get a, a look See his the in. his face on that side. That, that's yeah. it. But I'm not too sure. So I'm more worried about mate, them getting fit, like those guys. And, and you know, I think with Pakes is fit, he'll go back to playing more minutes. But Haas was not himself in this game. And no, he's sitting at Origin and, and Broncos this week and resting his shoulders. But he didn't look himself. That worries me. And also Branco being there for Herbie. That's what worries me.
0: Yeah, is Herbie coming back? What's the go there?
1: He might be back for the finals. So okay, that's a big we'll game and, if you get him back. He was playing really yeah. well. And, before we got and for us, like I said, I think they'll make the finals still, and mm, they will get the end. They'll be fit in a few weeks, but it's just you know, I wanted, I wanted to be more than playing away week one of the finals. I wanted to host mm. a final, which was yeah. fifth and sixth, even I though we're like making that top four. Yeah, no, no. I wanted to no, be like... fifth or sixth to host a final, so I could go up for it. But
0: I think it's going to be very they... touch and go
1: yeah it is well they've got you know again if they were fully fit this week they'd probably beat the dragons they might beat the dragons still, obviously then they had the titans it's hard to beat the dragons and then i mean the dragons aren't easy beats you, i mean no. they, as you said they thumped you guys the other week but they're not easy beats but no ben hunt's a big out for them but we'll see but the broncos then still do have the knights and the dragons again and the tigers and
0: they run home and the eels twice so they yeah, they'll a have bit- a lot to say about their own destiny it's a Big week this week, because like all the top eight teams at the moment, bar the st- Panthers and Cowboys, are playing this week. So only it's all the bottom eight teams that aren't playing that all have bias. So it could be a lot of movement this week in that sort of cluster. Yeah. So we'll see what yeah, happens. It could be.
1: Yeah, so um, we're hoping for, as a Brisbane family, we're hoping for one of those classic baby Broncos performances when a couple of the bums play out of their skin, like Zach Hosking, and we can hopefully maybe steal a win at home. I mean, I guess that's the one relief of have, having guys like Reynolds there. I'm scared of yeah. Tessie
0: new playing again. That's oh, yeah, sure. you don't want that. But uh, it but looks yeah, like it might be coming. Yeah.
1: That's it, and the Cowboys look pretty much locked into that third or They're second great. spot. You know, my apologies might, might to the Cowboys storm. for my preseason comments. They Don't think to, to apologising. It is quite I, funny. They've found already. They've been good for like like they've been good for like half a season, right? And already both Origin coaches want to get all their players in.
0: Yeah, it's pretty funny.
1: I like it, it's funny. Like, how many have I got this week? Fifteen. It feels like. It feels like there's more pe- Cowboys than Panthers. I'm not fact checking myself, Even though that'd be really easy to check. I'm not doing it. I'm just saying it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Latrell Mitchell returned for Souths. Uh, everything's fine. I did say, look, I I said repeatedly for weeks and weeks and weeks on the show that once Latrell Mitchell came back, everything would look better. The attack would flow better. Everyone else around him, even if he wasn't involved with the play, would just be playing better. I mean, it happened. They they would they absolutely blew Parramatta off the park. 30 to 12 flat as the Eels, if anything. And yeah, just an extremely impressive performance. Uh, one of the best of the year. Probably the best since they beat the Roosters back in round four or five, whatever that was. Yeah.
1: And I, I don't think anyone disagreed with you. They're better side with the trail, mate. <laughs> <I've> <laughs> I did, no, no, this, no. Not better side.
0: People would. No, no, no. Hang on. I, 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 and I'm not saying you specifically, but people, a lot of people mm-hmm. were drawing a line through South as though the season was over. As though they were like, acting like, seriously, acting like South had like three wins. The way people, some people were carrying on about this season. And a lot of people were doing that. I'm not saying you were, but this was a pretty common narrative that people were just writing South's season off completely. And I think with how good Penrith are, you can write off everybody else's season completely. But if you ignore that, I think that most of the comments that have been made about South in the last month, particularly after they lost the Dragons, were very foolish because they did forget that a guy who I'm not sure if he's our best player, but he absolutely is our most important player had not played a game for 10 weeks. And despite that South had never left the top eight, had they? So no, uh, no,
1: but you, 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 are talking about though, like this change of form has been more than one fixture. and that's what I'd be worried about as a South fan, because they have had mm-hmm. blips this season where they have looked like a really good football team, as you just said, well, and it hasn't I, stayed all year. I know but, the, the trolls been in and out of the side. I know that, but it's not like they're fully fit anymore well, either way. Anyway, they're missing Campbell Graham now
0: too. They're well, that I mean, happened in this forwards. game. I mean, they they were literally yeah. going into this game, Jacob Host and Peter Mamazoulos were the only injuries. So that's about as close to full fitness as you can hope for. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, really unfortunately lost Hamsele for six weeks, Campbell Graham for eight weeks, Liam Knight for the season Um, this weekend, which all sucked. Particularly Knight's timing is awful because they really needed his depth this week, but I mean, dude, like seriously, that's the best they've played since round five when Latrell Mitchell last played, oh well his second last game, right? He got injured against the Tigers. Yeah. So or the Dragons, I can't remember. That's no, the best he, they he played, played. Yeah, he played that, the Dragons. That, and he got hurt in that game. Is that what happened? He did. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's literally the best that we've played since then. And I, I don't think I that's...
1: I think you've had other games where you played
0: this well, where you just switched have, off as well. The Warriors game for like 50 minutes, you blowed them away. Okay, but have I come on yeah. the show and acted like this at all in any of those weeks? I don't think I have. I don't think I've been anywhere near this confident as I am right now. Just because, no, but it only but, takes one southward to make you confident, though. No, it does. That's the entire point, dude. I didn't come on and act like that after we beat Manly or after we beat the Warriors or after we beat the Tigers. Like I didn't come on and talk like that because I it was. Yeah, this is ha- different. But you this hadn't lost to the Dragons before that or the Raiders, right? But. Well, we, we had lost to the Raiders when we then turned around and spanked the Tigers and the Titans. No, that, oh, it come it. on, the t-
1: Beating the Tigers and the Titans. Hey, well, what
0: do you fucking <laughs> want from me, okay? I, I didn't say any of the stuff that I'm saying right now after any other win <laughs> yeah. that we had this season but, since we beat the Roosters in round three, which was the last time we were anywhere near as fit as we are right now. Yeah. So, Well, we all know, mate. Well, we all know well,
1: only bad teams beat the Eels. It is the worst win okay. possible this yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. They should have right. lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They should have lost. But no, I thought, like, I know, like, obviously the troll makes them better. Um, but I thought Totola had a really good game instead of so Keon. And even Jairo had a really... Uh, Jairo was, was angry at him. he was Origin. big Origin. He was shithouse in Origin. I was very angry at how well he played on the weekend. And, the, mate, the Eels this year, fuck, they can't get back into games. You yeah, guys got on top of them, and that it. was it. Well, like, what the fuck? Like, like, they—they was just excellent, did, by the way. He was, but they just didn't look like getting back into it ever. No. And through that terrible intercept, we got a, the return of the <laughs> Game. Goodbye. But at almost no point, like Sean Lane scored that try, oh sorry, set up that try for Gutho, but at no point in this game did it feel like the Eels were
0: in it. Um, also, like, and thank God they got that intercept. I felt there was a bit of justice for what was, like, off the, you know how to say, oh, they robbed us of a try there. We were, li- like, Seattle were literally robbed of a try by an early whistle in this game. I couldn't believe that call happened
1: yep and your challenge you got the ball back but it's happened a couple times this year it happened herbie did it for us yeah and of course we like just, remember our one what people is wrong with this just other let examples. the
0: fucking guy run away and score and then just send it up no try who gives a shit yeah all of a sudden put the ball down and then whatever yeah. yes but
1: yeah blow your whistle after that and then they can challenge Veritable. and they can go to there but whatever it can challenge yeah it w- wasn't great but yeah i guess. Um, there was obviously a bit of overhype hype of how well Luttrell played. He had a good oh, game. Oh yeah, there there was. There Monson, Reid, but uh, it was it definitely felt like for mine just it was a bit of an ease back in. The boys, oh I agree. I mean, we there. watched this game together. A couple was, of
0: silky touches. I was shocked at the Discord. I mean, not shocked because like people, you know, people pre-write narratives before big games or games when guys return. We know that, but that was a. I was a, because I thought he played fine. He made a couple of mistakes. He had some nice passes. Like. It, he didn't brain this game by any by any stretch of the imagination I, I thought that i thought that tom burgess jaira alex johnson all had better games than he did and got pretty much no plaudits cody as well maybe so yeah weird i mean not weird cuz we expected it but um a lot of praise for what i thought was by his standards it's a pretty kind of normal game yeah, yeah
1: that that happens It does when a guy comes back here and, and does his job and uh yeah and obviously the other guys played better because the whole team like your pack won the middle. Mm. And then so the troll was good too. I think you're right. Tom Burge had a really good game as well. And um, I think his role off the bench is 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 the way forward for him the rest of this season, hey? Like they're doing yeah. it early in the year and he looked better again off the bench. And Nick well, he's starting this week, but you know, how may Sally started the last one? But you think what from the future, what Nichols will start with totola Tola with Murray at lock.
0: Oh, like going forward, yeah, yeah, it seems about
1: right. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, because Tom's been a bit better off the bench this year for mine, but he actually no, he's been good for the last like five weeks anyway. Well, I'm do saying. you
0: remember they 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 moved him to the bench like in the last round of the regular season last year, and he brained it throughout the finals. So yeah, yeah, sweet. Alex Johnson played great again. It's not just the tries. He's, he's, this is the best season he's had, in my opinion, as a Rabideau. He's been excellent. He's been one of the best wingers of the competition, and he gets he absolutely had his no best respect. game in this game. He was good he, in this he, game. I think, like, off the top of my head, Tao Lungi, Corey Oates, Talon May, they're the guys in the conversation with him this year in terms of performance. Like, he's been the Yeah, good shout, actually. But he's been that good. And I don't know, people still treat him like a joke, and that's probably never going to change, but whatever. I'm going to keep saying it. He played really well in this game. Sorry. All right. Yep. <laughs> All right. Moving on to uh, there's, there's the big zag game. Uh, we zagged. Well, I zagged, and it you didn't zagged, work. Yeah, yep. uh, Warriors 22, Tigers 2. Just fucking kick them out. <sighs> Their fans would probably thank us at this point.
1: Mate, uh, they re- like they cannot be talking to McCamoly about full time, can they? How? He's just like, they
0: have looked worse. They've somehow he, looked worse. Yes, he just like he's just a worse
1: version of what they had. It's like okay, yes. I've, I've taken all the things McGuire taught me, and I'm just doing them but
0: worse. I, I love that. Um, I love that James Roberts has been the fall guy for this ridiculously bad showing. Yeah, get out, out of here, James.
1: Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> And I love that Luke Brooks can be so poor again. Do we can come on and play so well? And they still, that club still hasn't got the fucking balls to drop Luke Brooks.
0: Isn't
1: it It's pathetic.
0: Yeah. That is sad. I was going to say, it's kind of sad that like the highlight of their season is that at the start of the year, they were sad that they were losing Kelma to Alangi, but he's been so bad that they are not sad anymore. And, and Hastings (laughs) has been all right. That's about (laughs) it. There you go. Like, that's their season highlight that a guy they're losing has been playing shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know what the fuck they're doing with Wichita but he's been really poor since he's been back from injury, but they're barely playing him at the moment too. I don't know if I missed him getting knocked in the head or something in this game, but Mm. he'd only played like 20 minutes, but like this game, the the Warriors had 40 points there. If they could take them, they were there. Absolutely, They bombed like three or four tries in that first 20 minutes. There was points to be had by them. And the Tigers, I know the occasion was about the Warriors. Jeez, they just did not fucking give a shit. They 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 played their part. They played their part. They're in round 22, they are. And, like, Jackson Hastings is now officially overplaying his hand. He stopped running the ball, mate. Like, yeah. You know, um, it's not very often you want your half to run the ball less, but mate, stop running it. You're not that good of a ball carrier. You, you know, set the outside men up, stop carrying the ball so much. But they're four packs, gash. Um, I don't know what they're doing this week. Brooks has kept the six. They've got Little on the bench. So now it's quite, it looks like pretty much Dewey's full time centre. New Brown is the hooker, switching with Little. Little gets another chance. Good for Jacob Little. And uh, Simpkins forgotten about another day, debutant on the bench, though. But they, mate, they, they're in a red-hot spoon battle, them and the Tiger Titans, aren't they? Do they play each other I again? I don't think they do, do they? They already they had the funniest like, game of all time, which
0: was kind yeah. of appropriate for the level that they're both at. I don't know. Yeah, but um,
1: I backed the Titans to win games before I backed this this Tigers team, I think. like We lost to them. But the Ty- That's you did. not great. And so did the Eels. Yeah. But yeah, they don't play again. But, but geez, like... The Titans, at least, you can think, oh, when that you know they'll get fit enough again. You know, maybe Fafita wins them a game or something.
0: <laughs> That's true. The the
1: Tigers are playing their match winner at centre, who's a who's a half.
0: Yep, yeah, great. Hey, it worked for the Panthers when they won the premiership last year. So yeah, checkmate. Um, can we talk about the yeah. funniest thing in this game? Yes. Um, Shane Flanagan trying to say with tennis eyes. Yeah how do he say it again so, like I've listened he to didn't know but so, the thing is like he doesn't re- like i can't really yeah. it's just like a garbage. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like it's this like the worst attempt hang on i have found it it sounded like he had it's 15 w- years between I, I just saying it. it's yes yeah and then <laughs> blah, 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 blah. it's what to- lesniak it's fucking great <laughs> It just yeah, kind of it's, like it's like when you don't know some of the words to a song and you're singing along, so you kind of just like mumble yeah. a line. That's what yeah. it did for like half this guy's name.
1: I've come out of my cage, I... you yeah. <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah. Especially because that game, um, Sky New Zealand made a really big deal about covering it. They put Honey Harimi on the coverage and a bunch of you know actual Islanders and Pacifica people on the coverage, and yeah, we get. Him stumbling over a name that's everyone said the same since he debuted. Whatever, I just say DWZ, mate, or Dallin if you can't say the whole thing. But it was it was nice to see them back over there. And Brownie's gone now. I know the owners a, a, he's a clown, but I, maybe because I get behind them a little bit more, it felt felt better having them there. I missed the Mount Smart crowd, and obviously it was turned up to a thousand in this game. But it yeah, was nice. Cool. It was nice to see the Warriors actually turn up emotionally and go with the game as well. Like they Not were they, they were. It, in the contest, they put in from kickoff, but we've seen them do that before when they start red hot and then it goes away. And I was worried when they hadn't scored points in that first like 20 minutes. I was worried that the, the Tigers would jag some garbage try and somehow win. But no, they are uh, the Tigers never looked like scoring because it's one of those games you could have given the Tigers another an hour and 20 minutes and they probably wouldn't have scored a try.
0: They were so bad, yeah. so so bad. Uh but, yep, good in the Warriors. All right. Perfect um, scheduling for the NRL, putting them there. Yes. <laughs> the Eyes targets. up pretty All right, last game. Uh, we saved Fuck the me. six again chat because we obviously just wanted to wait till we got to this game. Absolutely miserable conditions in Wollongong. I think the Dragons were the better team, but the Raiders were still dudded by an absolute farcical end to this game. I went on Twitter to bash out a tweet, but I like literally just saw the one you wrote from the podcast account, and I was like, Well, this uh, this is perfect. I don't need to say anything and just click the retweet button instead, but absolutely ridiculous. And I feel like the world is, is, is ending Mitchell because we had like a bunch of talking heads who we usually disagree with fundamentally on everything about this game. Say so we need two reps back, bag the six against defend Brian Toto. Like everything that we, you would usually expect the old heads to push back against. They're actually on our side. In, a, a, and I guess this was always what it was going to take for them to ever change is just to get the traditional, Power brokers who have a voice in this game mm-hmm. to be on the side of this, but and it's a shame for Canberra that it was them that were the victims. But and, and we've had games that have had similar situations, but none that were this overtly farcical. And none that it was, was always the going last to take... 10 seconds and two points in front of the post, it and was, it was like three penalties. It was in one, always in one going second. to take something like this for people to finally realize that this was the dumbest mm-hmm. rule change ever introduced in this sport, and it has to go. Um. Yeah, if people somehow miss this, it's the big story of the rugby league week. Um, ten seconds to go in the game. Uh the Dragons players lie all over the Raiders ball carrier in the ruck because they're down by two with you know a few seconds left and the dragons are on the back foot defending their try line. And then after the six again is called Ben Hunt, who is absolutely not on side at marker, jumps on Tom Starling and tackles him. The game ends. Yeah. There was officially, Graham Annesley said three penalties in it.
1: You know, And that's what happens in review, but this is the problem with the rule. We've always, we've pitched about it since day dot, but people talking, the only thing people who still defend it, could defend it with is rhetoric like the wrestle or the little man. It's like, well, what you saw in this game was a little man wrestling.
0: When yeah, Ben Hunt. The
1: littlest man got wrestled. Yes. To end the, the game. The, yeah, there was two of them, but Ben Hunt jumped on, he flopped. It was a flop. So that's an old school penalty, baby. That's not a ruck and fridge, but that's just a penalty. That happens. He jumps on, he jumps on the ball and then People were taking screenshots and going, he's onside. It's like, no, no, you see, you can't move when the ball touches the ground, you fucking dopes. When have you ever seen someone from Marker allowed to run the... That's when the guy's playing the ball. You're supposed to see... If they they can move when you put the ball on the ground, why is it a penalty when guys are standing in the ruck when the ball's on the ground?
0: Because you can't fucking
1: be there, you idiots. That was sending me crazy when you were tweeting about people get responding, he's onside. It's like, no, he's not because... He could only move when the ball clears the right. And he didn't. And I'm not blaming Ben Hunt, but this is what happens. No, I, this, I would in... do the same thing. It's exactly. You have to. You, you gamble the referee hasn't got the balls to do it. And he didn't. And the thing that the problem with having two you know, penalties or infringements for one rule is this is what happens. If the referee decided, oh, I'm not deciding this game. or I'm not, Even though it wasn't decided in the game. And so many people get, think, oh, the Raiders didn't deserve to win. Nobody said they deserved to win. No one is saying that. But it is 100% a professional foul. It's in the last 10 seconds of the game and a scoring opportunity. What he did, professional foul, should have had a shot at two points. And then the Dragons probably win anyway. You, you back in the Raiders in a Golden Point game? Probably not. But they was, it was supposed to go to Golden Point. It could have been a bloody draw for we know with that weather. And it's good to see the talking heads coming around, as you said, Bungard. And that this was always going to happen. We can go back two years ago, listen to our podcast from the rule, firstly introduced most of the things that, not even just us, I'm not even trying to claim we're smart. Anyone who thought about the rules a little, a little realized it was going to happen at some point. Always going to happen. And always the media were going to swing back because as we said then, and we've said many a time, the guys of the media
0: don't have to live and die by the bullshit they say. Yeah. The NRL I mean, does. This, this is just such... I mean, the whole thing was short-sighted. Like, most of these decisions are... I mean, just this week we saw old mate buy a pub for $25 million without consulting yeah. any of the game's decision makers. But... Like, yeah, no, no. it's just remarkable to me that when it's, when it's negative, when it's negative criticism of the regime, it's a small vocal minority on social media, but apparently he's getting letters every day. He's getting flowers thrown at his feet in the streets about what a great job he's done. It's all just so fucking ridiculous. Again, it's a shame for the Raiders that it had to happen to them, but it was always going to happen to someone. And hopefully now we can like finally get the ball rolling because the right people are now upset about this.
1: Well, that's it And we saw Paul Kent turn on And people who got behind it in the first place Obviously, there's was an impact on the game But the little man's back This is back All that stuff. It's like, no, you dickheads were bored in COVID Lockdowns and footy came back And it was fun That's what you liked You like footy being back you know, the, the game didn't miraculously get better overnight And there's still It got worse It actually got a lot the, worse the, the one metric they tried to prove That like there was ball and play they liked Ball and play was the thing NRL became obsessed with And it's a the measure they look at Ball and play time All that kind of stuff Ruck speed, whatever Show me one fucking thing that that means entertainment. It doesn't in any sport. It doesn't, you know, <laughs> like, but whatever. That's, that's one of the things. But the whole problem from the start was we didn't understand if there was clear goals of what the rule was going to achieve. You know, we're looking to get, do, we're doing these rule changes to improve X or Y or Z because they're not like little tiny tweaks. Like for example, when they changed the corner post, the corner post thing was pretty easy to explain. Oh, we just want better put downs, more entertaining. Done. Yeah. But yeah. the six again thing changed the fabric of the sport. Like penalties have been around forever, both codes, whatever. It had a different level of infringement. It took away, as we saw on the weekend, that the, the team supposed to be receiving a penalty, receiving an advantage. It took the advantage away from the team, and it has since it's come in. It's turned every scrum into a seven-tackle set, pretty much. Everyone's on side on every scrum. But that, we've got that now. And what the end goal was little man back and whatever. It doesn't mean anything. We didn't get new viewers, more entertaining game. In fact, we got more blowouts. We didn't get you a know, big, bigger broadcast deal for the NRL. Nothing positive came out of it. It's still there. It's, and the only way many people who just can't accept to get rid of the dumb rule, they want to tweak it more. See more tweaks, more great answers. So even yeah. Paul Kent and those guys now realize how bad it is. That's we weird to see how bad it is to change. But again, it's the same thing as you said, buying a pub. And I'm not saying, I know nothing about the fucking industry, buying a pub, what that was made by the NRL. But what I do know, and we all know is that the NRL have a committee for investment like this. And they didn't use them. They didn't use them. And that's the same problem with the six again rules. It's people's jobs who to know better, who make come up with the rules or to, they're supposed to be consulted on this stuff not consulted things just happen and it's not possible for one man anywhere to be good at all these things to be running a company and be good at all these things and making all these decisions going i know the best thing for the on-field product the best thing for real estate the best all it's not true you can think you can it's not true you know i don't know that you don't know it either do you bunga no not at all but this but- is a business that got rid of a digital arm right So they cut costs for the digital arm of the business, right? Digital arm gone, bought a hotel with pubs and pokies. Pubs are recession-proof, to be fair. I know, but it's like a hotel near a stadium that they only play 12 games a year and Magic Round out of. And it will be more games with the Dolphins next year, but they cut the digital arm, which is 365 days a year, fan engagement the future of the, biz- of the of rugby league for a pub. Obviously, it's not one for one, but like, yeah, whatever. And I'm glad to see the people are turning on all the decision-making, people who are just championing it for no reason with the bull- bullshit rhetoric. But that's the only way 6M was going to change. And I honestly thought it was going to take more years than this, but it looks like it might be gone this year with how much people are talking about it. Or yeah. might be tweaked to death. <laughs> but And what we saw on the weekend was, of course, what we're going to see is that the referee was the one who's at fault. The referee has now been... Strict to be second referee He's now has to look to More things than ever Has to determine the difference Between a penalty and ruck infringement And has given that choice And you give the, the open book to the referee Blame him more than want It's the fucking rulemakers' fault That that happened
0: Yeah it's, it's remarkable That it took this long
1: But yeah yes. <laughs> It's just so yeah. funny It's just a dumb We knew this for Ed the whole time The only one rule mm-hmm. that's turned out cool Was a two point field
0: goal Yeah that's fine That could stay
1: but that's it. The rest of like oh, moving scrums has been fine as well. But that was already coming, moving scrums. But yeah, the twenty forties happened once. Great change. No one even tries it. Like things like that, just doing things for the sake of them, and with no end goals. Yeah, that was a big part. And that, what was the end goal? The end goal was this dude please. I don't know if the Gambaro family are his mates. Probably.
0: I don't. And I'm like, not sure.
1: So we looked up to Channel Nine with the rule changes, like. <laughs> whatever great great stuff um, but yeah this game itself
0: uh the dragons keep on winning don't they bungers? they do um it was absolutely disgraceful conditions jack whiten had two of the most impressively bad feats mm. i've ever seen in a game um and i i again i've actually defended him quite a lot this year and i, I think it's ridiculous he's not the origin team but um the bat back for the try was hilarious. And also trying to find touch with like a 7,000 mile an hour wind blowing behind him and not kicking it out were both just so bad. Um, and obviously, you know, played a large part in why they didn't win this game. Um, but I don't know. It's difficult. I think it's tough to get a read on either team in this game just because of how bad it, like the conditions were. Like it was absolutely atrocious. Um, it just felt like if someone got close to the line and they, the, they hit the angle at the right spot they just, were just going to score because it was so wet and so slippery that it was impossible to stop people and that's exactly how i think every try except the moans was scored so yeah i don't know but yep the dragons they're they're going to be seventh or eighth or ninth or tenth that's and that's that's just how it is yeah i'm with you there like just
1: they hang around in these games and to be fair like they've got some some good footy out of guys like moses sully yeah He's, he's, he's well. having a great season, you know, and consistent week to week. Cody Ramsey has been pretty good at fullback since he's been there. And they've stuck with Jack Bird on the edge. He's playing pretty well. And Jaden Saw. I mean, he could probably feel a bit aggrieved to be one of the guys looked, over, uh, looked, uh, looked past this weekend. And we know, you know, he's been passed on by both our clubs. He's had his third club by the age of 24, which is pretty rare for a dude that has wraps on him. But he's been really good this year. Mm. You know, probably more consistent than he has was at Brisbane or South. And uh, whatever. And Amone's looking better as well. Like, that just looks like they've probably got it. The 17's doing pretty solid. The bench is garbage and the hooker sucks, but they're doing all right. They might finish eighth or ninth. You know, they could sneak. I would, wouldn't predict them to sneak in, into eighth, but they've beaten you guys and the Roosters. Yeah, they sure did. And they beat. They like, sure did. Yeah, they did. Like, they, they've they shown they could beat those teams. They might beat Brisbane this week and who knows, but they're all right. And then the Raiders, you said, mate, Jack Whiten is. As I got a text from a from an unnamed source, is the best worst best player in the world,
0: isn't he? Yep, I think that's fair. Um, do you, I actually think there's a more than zero percent possibility that he was in the Origin team before this game and he played so badly that <laughs> he was taken out? I
1: agree, but he um he but this is the type of guy he's it happens all the time with him that he's bad games he has them every year or two he has like three or four real bad games, but he's just like. He's not a traditional half and his bad games always come. And we want that stuff from him and it sucks. He doesn't bring it, but they were like, they wanted him to be the guy to dig them out of trouble, you know, good kicking game or, you know, whatever, or steer him down. That's not who he is. It doesn't work. And, and in fact, uh, you know, I think like out of their team, like Hudson Young is the dude who steps up when they're fucking down bizarrely. But, uh, you know, I look at this game, I look at like Jamal Foguio and think like, fuck me. Is he really going to keep starting over like Brad Schneider or even Matt Foley? Because those guys have both outplayed him, and he can't seem to get the ball to a wide man ever. I know it was wet in this game, but it's like kicking was ineffectual. Defense isn't great, and the decision making doesn't have an impact. And then he can't even get the ball. Like Matt Tomoko was before Fogarty got on the side, was getting plenty of good ball.
0: Not getting much anymore. Yeah, it's 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 such a weird one because like. He, he his play since he came, since he came back from that injury, like the way Raiders fans have, that we know have spoken about him compared with like the average fan is just like mm. bizarrely different. Like, I don't know why, but there seems to be like a huge selection of people who think he's been like good for them, but I haven't people seen him have a good game. People think he was problem. an origin
1: player two years ago.
0: He's one of those dudes. I don't know what they're saying. Does people want to be different? I guess. Like, he's played so badly that, like, now when I see people going, oh, why did the Titans get rid of Fogarty? I don't really, like, like, I don't really, I mean, yes, they should have kept him, but, like, it's not, it's not looking all that egregious right now.
1: No, like, the reason I thought they should have kept him for one more season was because it's already been clear that Toby Sexton isn't ready for a full year of first grade. Also, their other six, their only six was A.J. Brimson. And when he got hurt, so they had Will Smith. Like so Fogarty should have been kept around, and they're really lacking a leader. So Tino is not ready to be a captain. That's all it should have been. Another year, they didn't go, and then they're bringing Kieran forward next year to try and fill that hole. But it, as you said, it's, it wasn't really about his good on-field output, because he was down going downhill last year. He's been really bad at the Raiders. And I think the big concern for him is um, he's coming out from injury, but it's not like he's a dude who relies on his athleticism a lot in the first place. He, and it's like, geez, you wouldn't expect him to take so long to find his feet and get a lot of basics wrong, but he is. He's been terrible.
0: And I don't think it's helped Whiten's game either because now he's trying to do even no. more than he or yeah. usually had to do.
1: It's going to be the most radiest thing ever, though, when they when they start winning games when their finals chase is over. Again, towards um, the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I think they probably end up getting a falling a game or two short, right? Yeah, well, they've got the
1: Storm when they've after the buy. So, you, you know, who knows? Storm have been great, but they'll probably beat them. And then they have got an okayish run. They have the Warriors, Titans, Panthers, but then Dragons, Knights, Manly, Tigers. They've got an okayish run, but I wouldn't be shocked. You go see them lose to, like, Warriors and the Titans
0: and then win the last four in the trot. <laughs> you know, that's just what they do. Yeah. All right. Um, that's all the games. We got some Origin teams to talk about, though.
1: We do. We do. We'll save the preview for next week.
0: Yes, of course. But, uh, team, chat. uh, I guess Queensland first, only one change. Um, Correa's not even in the 22, I think, is a bit harsh on him. But, yep, yeah, just the one, just the one forced change for the Maroons with, um, Tom Gilbert coming in for Felice Gafusi. Um, he's played well this year. That's actually, I mean, we said at the time that that's gonna, that's probably gonna end up being the, Dolphins' best signing of this first crop. Mm-hmm. Um, it's already looking like a great bit of business by them. And he probably deserves it. He's played well this year. Are you happy with that? Was there anything else you wanted to see change? I mean, we obviously were never going to see wholesale changes after game two, but I'm not really sure how Jeremiah Nana can play as badly as he did and get promoted to the starting side. Yeah, man, I'm I'm, I'm furious of a <laughs> Like,
1: truly, like, I get he hasn't played footy. Much footing last week. I get it. I get it. But we st- we're debuting someone to play on the edge off the bench again. He's not even considered quite clearly. It's not an, any other footballer. It's David fucking Verfeeter. And I really feel like if he wasn't on a million dollars or plus, he'd be, in, he'd be in the 22 at least. I'm furious about that. And I'm, I, I actually like Tom Gilbert. As we've said that, I like it. But it's like, I would have, what I would have rather seen for a game three is because Gilbert's time is coming still. Uh, but you know, it's not a pick for the future, pick for now. But I honestly would have rather have seen Dry Arrow start on the edge, with Feeder come off the bench, or Jaden Silver start on the edge, and Feeder come off the bench. Because I know he's probably going to play. He can't play eighty, I don't think, for Fita, But can we get thirty to fifty out of him? Probably. And we've already seen Arrow can do that role for South. Fine. I would like to see that. That he fucking shit me a lot when I saw that <laughs> that Nano got promoted, and he might be better starting. because At least the things he's good at. More opportunity when he's on the field longer. Uh, and I'm glad it's not Bo Firm or who is gone from being underrated to extremely overrated. He's guy's soft as baby shit. Show me one tackle he's made with his shoulders in his whole career and I'll call you a fucking liar. I'll ask him if it's a deep fake because he doesn't. He doesn't go into contact hard ever. But yeah, that, the rest of the team, like what you said, makes a bit mass changes. But I would have liked to have seen uh, Lindsey Collins off the bench again, you know, maybe, and, and then we'll see from there. And, I don't know if Gilbert comes on for Nanai or if he just plays um, middle off the bench, but I think that was a real ballsy call because it's likely he's defending on the side of the field that, that the Blues will attack. Like, he's defending on the right-hand side with the Blues goal game, really poor defensively still. I mean, this weekend, Paynars almost scored a try. On tackle one, Like they, the Cowboys dropped a ki- uh, charge kick down. Paynars picked it up 10 out from our line. Their line, sorry. And we're just doing the classic, like, oh, I'll just settle here. I'll get tackle for tackle one. He carried down like, 10 meters and almost scored. but other guys dove in. It was, like, it was pathetic. But, get a light like Nanai. I don't love that. Uh, the back three, I'm not I'm not surprised I didn't drop those guys. But, yeah, as you said, Corey Oates' card clearly marked. Because if he can't get back in this year, the form he's been in. Yeah. I don't think he's getting back in next year with, with you know his legs having another year on them. So I, I feel sorry for him as well, but I would like to a little mm-hmm. bit of change there. But the main thing I'm also mad about is like, does Billy, has he forgotten that like forever the 18th man, right? was always just some dude. I know they're naming squads now, but usually just a dude who wasn't playing club three that weekend. I'm fucking furious. Flegler's 18th man. He's yeah, missing true. when the Broncos are the most. He's just going to, he's not going to play. And it's most likely come, remember the game one, the Cowboys were missing uh, Tom Dean, who and then he come didn't even end up being there.
0: hmm
1: So I'm furious about that.
0: Yeah, just, yeah, you're right. Just pick okay. someone from who a team is not playing. Or just move the team list around a little. Yeah. Like they're playing yeah, no. in Brisbane. Yeah, true.
1: He's playing in Brisbane. Like he can be in camp every day and leave, go to the Broncos on match
0: day and come back. Oh, well. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, the Blues again, <laughs> not wholesale changes. We didn't think they would be, but I think once the trail Mitchell ruled himself out on Saturday, I thought that, yeah, I, I thought it would. I thought Jack White would be in there somewhere. I, I'm I'm genuinely shocked that he's 18th man. Like he's a guy that Fitler's loved for a long time as well. Uh, he's he's picked him when he's played much worse. <laughs> like literally, I, is it just because they won? Like, yeah. like that like sh- does does that mean Queensland should have? never dropped Branko Lee and Corey Allen and Edric Lee actually wait well no hang on yeah well um, to be
1: fair M- Mal used said that issue where someone who'd win a game three and the next game one he'd bring like Dame Nielsen stay in the side he'd do that dumb shit mm-hmm. so but yeah but, but I, I, I don't know mate I'm with you like not even the bench crazy yeah and he had some weird comments about it you know like oh Brad Fittler addresses it by, by not really saying anything but essentially, talking about centers and back rowers or something with Talakai, it's like yeah, that you can carry White in that position. Talakai came on for you on the edge with like 15 minutes to go. Like, what's the difference? But yeah, I I think the other one is like like I've been a Jordan McLean fan. I was for a long time. Yeah, he he's been he's not bad this year, but he's been so anonymous right in a good team that not even the fucking Dolphins have been linked to him. What did David Clement do? <laughs> Uh, well, obviously he did something in camp that they don't, that he's had his card mark that, yeah, but it's not even we'll a similar, but... it's like
0: RCG Yeah, that's game the more one. baffling one given that he played, I thought, okay in game one and is obviously fit, so yeah, and then when know.
1: they named and then it was, wasn't Dan Saifidi in the team or in the 22, I, I was like I, could, I, I had to double check myself that I didn't like imagine Dan Saifidi played this weekend, I was like, fuck, I'm pretty sure Dan Saifidi's back and then I looked, it up, I was like, yeah, he did fucking play this weekend. So, yeah, I don't get that one. And it's also weird because um, McLean, you know, he's playing for a, a good team, but he's not exactly setting the world on fire there. He's also, you know, 30 years old. Not exactly like whatever. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of that selection. And and I, don't, I think Queensland will get to it next week, but I, I think Queensland back at home have a pretty good chance of getting on top of the middle when you look at that again now. But who knows? But. Yeah, I'm. I'm surprised B- uh, Freddie did not bring back Whiten. I didn't think he changed much because that's what he does when they win. But that was a, a real shock to me. And not shocked he picked Jordan McLean. This is the man who picked Matt Pryor.
0: <laughs> that's what he does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. The, the McLean thing's surprising, but overall, I think it's a pretty strong team from the Blues. uh yeah. and, Lef- and Ponga. I think. Sorry, I think uh, Billy.
1: Over, like there was a lot of talk about, oh, this might be that guy's last game. You know, there's a few of those guys, Gagai, Papali, whatever. Think he uh, didn't have the uh, sort of fortitude to go with the decisions he wanted to make. I think he thought about there's probably a team list sitting there, a draft team list before, you know, one hour before he named it, sitting there with the hammer at center and Papali not on the team. I think he catted it. And that's the one thing we like to laugh at Freddie. But the one thing that's been good with Freddie, and it's the same thing as the bad, it's the best and worst thing about him is he has the fucking balls. You know, he don't give a shit. He'll, he'll make changes. And I don't think the answer for Queensland was making a ton of changes, but he obviously didn't have any faith in Papali, uh, Papali. And he's already spoken about Gagai getting dropped. It's like, mate, I'm glad they stuck with Gagai already, but you don't like hearing that stuff before a game they're supposed to be winning
0: and turning up for, that they're on the brink of being dropped, do you? Yeah. It's 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 going to be an intriguing game. Um I think I mean I I think that Slater got that change right. I think it was a pretty obvious one, but yeah, I would have liked him to be a bit braver with those backline selections and also Dave Fitzgerald coming back in on the blue side. Yeah, white not being there was that surprising. Was be. yeah. But yeah, they were never going to they were never going to take Crichton out after the even though I don't think he's done really a whole lot in game two, and obviously he's only really had negative impacts off the bench in game one. But yeah, it was never going to happen, yeah. was it? Yeah, I do not think. No, I do not think Latrell was playing. That's no probably helped him make his. Decision. I thought, I thought Latrell was a more of a long shot because he's Latrell. But like the the hard on that, like the power brokers that they have for Jack White and is something else. So I really did think he'd yeah. get back in this team. Well,
1: but. considering it, he missed because of COVID, it wasn't like he been out for a long while. But I thought, I thought they weren't going to change that starting.
0: Yeah, 13. I thought he'd get Talakai's spot.
1: Yeah, so that's why I didn't think Latrell was playing. Maybe he still anyway. will.
0: I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Who but, knows? Oh, well, we'll
1: do more of a preview of that next week
0: when people care yep. about Origin. <laughs> um, you got any any signing news? I saw the Roosters made uh made Jada Taylor, who scored that six try. They made her a full time player for NRLW this year, so that's, that's cool. good. Um, um, you guys
1: got feeder instantly. We got
0: salute the Um. Uh, Branko went to the Dolphins. We all thought that was going to happen. It finally happened. And the Broncos uh, re signed Cobo, which was good news. That's good. Uh, the Dolphins also signed another child from Penrith. I'm sure Brian Fletcher will be upset about it.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: we've already about this since day
1: dot, but it's quite funny that, uh, this yeah, play- club with the footprint, they haven't signed any Redcliffe Dolphins juniors yet, really. Mm. Apparently, this club set up to this day one NRL starter it was obviously made again on a there's probably a committee they didn't even talk to about it that was supposed to make the decision, but uh, made it on money, the decision, obviously, that uh, they really, they're just going to pick, like the whole point of adding a new team, white is, 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 it's not to
0: like just take half a Penrith. juniors, is it? It's not. I also don't blame that guy for leaving. <laughs> obviously, he's, he's a lock. Yeah. He's, um, fuck, I forgot. I wrote about this yesterday. I've already forgotten his fucking name. Good work, Vanguard. But um, yeah. yeah, that guy plays lock, so he's not getting in that Penrith team. Anytime yeah. soon, uh, Mason Teague is his name. Sorry, I have to go check Yeah, my...
1: I, and also do find funny how much they're talking about Cam Munster, but also the storm. Like, I've noticed the last year or two, like with Matt Trippers up there too, stop fucking responding. Like, it's the same thing when they are responding to it, the, like making a big block about Dave Donahue joining the Broncos. Just shut up. <laughs> like, don't, like, obviously, Wayne's gonna say what he's gonna say, but you can't stop him. And then Munster can declare that he's staying all he wants but Munster couldn't go out and say yeah I'm going there next year because he's breaking his contract if he does that it's so dumb just shut up, all of them
0: (laughs) Mm. yeah yeah Uh, injuries, we talked about the Souths guys, Campbell Gray being out sucks but um, he'll be back in the finals and then Rima Smith being out for the season is obviously terrible for Melbourne as well um was there any other injuries, big injuries this week? Mm, Broncos was half their team, but they'll be back soon. I don't know. There's probably other ones as um, well, but I can't remember. I wrote these down, but we've just covered the ones I wrote down. Yep. So. And I think the last bit of news for the week, uh, Andrew Webster, not that one, is now the favorite for the Warriors job. Another Penrith assistant. So not Cameron throughout yeah. obviously, but uh yeah. Well, he's also the
1: one, um, if you remember, he's been this like the stand in at the Tigers before. If you remember Andrew Webster, um and I honestly, he's standing for the Tigers, what, like 2017? Uh, before they got Cleary, I think. But he's one of those guys. I honestly have no clue about him. Never heard any pump of his tyres at all. Probably going to get some weird amount of credit for the Penrith system in the, next, in the coming week or so. But I think he's worked with some of the island the international teams. He might have been with Samoa this previous test. Yeah, the Warriors haven't got a, a really high desirable job now. So you'd rather see them take a shot of the stumps than go and sign some other garbage retread, which has been the MO for a long time.
0: Yeah. Um I I they go for it, I guess. I mean, it might be good. It might be Justin Holbrook. I don't know. Gives a shit. Yeah. Um, is that it? That's it. All right. Fantastic. Uh, before we go, patreon.com forward slash and rookies if you want to support us uh, in a financial sense. Uh, we've got uh, merchandise discounts for you. Access to our Discord server entry next year's Culture and Cup. Uh, a bunch of other stuff too. And a special thank you to Bronco from birth, Chris Savnell, Dave, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Anthony Anger, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, and Anonymous Backer, Frankie, Jace Feeler, Clarnworth, James K, Jason, Jez, Joel Wrigley, Joey, Gooch, Josh Brandon kick Souths out of the comp Lachlan Hancock Leon lifelong Dolphins fan Luke Ferguson Matty Jenkins Matthew Duggan Michael Murray Morgan Watkins my ding dong is hard and I am sad never trendy party keg Pete Fulcher Razor Reese Brown Road with Roxanne Clark Schneider Pilled Scores Seymour Butts, Steven Nicky, Stoned Gossard Swarzy Ty TB The Black Vegetable The Not So Mature Student Thor Laycock Tom Hardy and Was. thank you so much for your support to everyone in the lower tiers and everyone who just listens thank you as well All right. Uh, We'll be back later in the week with question time. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's goodbye from me.